Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. Now for our special guest. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. Perhaps some of you know me as Master Vo and read my periodic blog, Master Vo, Demystifying the Home Studio. Now, a home studio is a wonderful thing and to the uninitiated, an intimidating one. Now, I get emails from all over the world from beginning voice artists asking almost the same questions. What microphone should I use? What software? What additional hardware? Then there's the, I've got this and I've got that crowd. I've got this great microphone or this great processing box. I find discussions of this nature to be counterproductive to the home-based studio industry, folks. High-end equipment is for high-end users, the well-paid experts in Hollywood, New York, Chicago, and Dallas. Chances are you're in your basement, your bedroom, or hall closet. You don't have room for all this stuff, and you can't afford it, and few people know how to use them. That's why they earn the big bucks. High-end equipment in the hands of amateurs produces amateur results. If you have a home-based studio or are planning to build one, I can give you the simplest of advice. Keep it simple. The major advances in digital audio technology in the last 10 years has created the ability to record outstanding broadcast quality sound with a minimal amount of equipment. Let's go through some real basics on setting up your studio. We'll cover each one in detail in further lectures. To start with, you need a studio-quality mic, whether it be a phantom-powered condenser mic that goes through a preamp and a digital interface device, or the new and simplified USB-powered and driven studio condenser mics. There's an increasing choice every few months, and the reviews I've read of these products, and from my personal use, they're more than adequate. I can tell you that some very good voiceover folks are using them. With non-USB studio mics, there are choices beyond limits. Don't go expensive until you can afford expensive. The low-cost studio condensers are still condenser mics, and they produce outstanding sound. Consult your gear dealer for what will work for you. Next is a digital interface. Again, tons of choices. Again, keep it simple. Unless you've been doing radio and multi-track production all your life and you're only sending out dry voice, that is, unprocessed audio, you don't need more than a two-channel interface. M-Audio, Presonus, Adderall, and Tascam all make inexpensive units that are easy to set up. We'll talk about the advantage of a digital interface in a future lecture. Next, PC or Mac. Truth be told, I have both, but use my Mac PowerBook G4 for the majority of my recording production. Why? Again, simplicity. 
Macs just aren't as susceptible to all the bugs, viruses, and glitches that occur with your average or even high-end PC. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had a few problems with my Mac. But the problems were easy to solve. And when my PowerBook zonked completely one day, fortunately while still under warranty, I sent it directly by overnight to Apple and had it back in less than two days. Since then, hardly a hiccup I couldn't handle. I've never lost a day of production because of a Mac failure. If you're bound to your PC, however, it works great too, as long as you have the right hardware and software. You have way too many choices there, and that too I'll save for another time. Finally, where many people really get lost is with the physical location of their studio and what reconfiguration of the room is required. Now this can be a little bit more tricky. The idea of a studio room is twofold. First, you want no external noise like the dog barking, the air conditioner or furnace kicking on, or the garbage being picked up outside. Second, you want the sound of your voice not to bounce around the room so it sounds like you're talking in a big room. Even in a small room, your recorded voice can sound like you did it in the lavatory of your high school. To reduce external noise, kick the dog out. Turn off your air conditioner or furnace. You won't swelter or freeze for it being off for a bit, and you might save some precious dollars at the same time. Mostly, be patient. If the garbage truck or Mr. Softy passes by, just wait. There are some tricks to stopping ambient noise electronically, too. To deaden the wall so your voice doesn't bounce all over, choose a corner of your room or basement and put up some foam acoustical tiles which you can get at your studio retailer. A few quilts will work too. If the sound is absorbed into the wall in front of your mic, it won't bounce back from the other walls. Finally, mostly play and experiment. You're not jumping onto national commercials this week. Learn your craft, which includes knowing your studio. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, keep plugging away and don't get discouraged. I'm Dan Leonard. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceoverexperts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for a voice talent membership today.